listeners, welcome at this first podcast in the new series of Meet the Expert podcast series. Those of you who have listened to this series before, they all know that this is a series about bearing in Ingelheim Animal Health. And I'm pleased to say that the series, as from this season, is a co-production Big Progress. My name is Vincent Tebeek. I'm editor of Big Progress. And you can imagine that I am very proud to kick off this series. We're going to kick off the series with a subject that clearly hasn't been quite often on my plate as an editor. We're going to talk about pig tongues. And with me today is veterinarian Jordi Baeyas, and he is attached to the Group de Sanigement Porci, or Big Hygiene Group, and that's located in Lleida, Spain. Um, welcome, Jordi. I'm very happy to have you here in this podcast. Um, could you briefly introduce yourself? Uh, hello, Vincent. Thank you for your presentation. As you said, I am Jordi. I am a veterinarian who currently works in a non-profit association called GSP. GSP is located in Lleida, in the north of Spain. I have been working here for the last six years. And before, I previously worked as a swine veterinarian in a pig company for almost 20 years. I see, I see. And uh, could you briefly explain what the GSP is all about? Uh, where is it based, for instance? Um, well, Yes, GSP is a non-profit association with the aim of providing tools to improve the health of Spanish farms. We also have a lab to help in, in the diagnostics of swine disease. We are 10 veterinarians visiting and assessing farms to improve biosecurity, for example. And in the last month, other of the main goals is to help farmers to use antibiotics uh, properly. And finally, we also are authorized to do some official serological controls in Spain. Mm, that sounds interesting. Thank you very much for that. Um, in 2018, obviously, that's why you're here with us. You received the Boring Ingelheim Award for your work with uh, around PRS virus and um, before we zoom in on that particular research, um, could you explain a little bit why PERS for you is an important or perhaps fascinating disease? Yes, when, when PERS was described more than 30 years ago, was called uh, as, the, as a mysterious disease. Uh, th- more than 30 years after, we still have some mysteries about mm, some aspects of the disease caused by these variants. Then it's interesting to investigate, to test new techniques, because we have some mysteries to discover or to give some solutions for the farmers and the vets. Yeah. Mysterious disease, that sounds good. And well, in 2008, your prize was all about active surveillance of a birth virus in breeding herds, in nurseries, and efficient finishes from carcasses. Um, just before you go, we go to the new method. How did you do this surveillance in the past? Uh, and yeah, and what made you think that alternatives were needed? Yes, the standard uh, system for many years was bleeding piglets according to some protocols like AESV protocol. But after years and years using this system, we have detected some failures using only blood samples to control the diseases, such as Pierce virus disease. Normally, mm, blood sample from piglets is, is a random sampling, and sometimes if we want to detect low prevalence scenarios, we have to take uh, to, 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 
to to bleed the piglets, but we have to take a large number of samples. Mm-hmm. But for example, last year, all of which has emerged as a good alternative to test more animals with a good sensitivity. In in last three years, processing fluids from castration until docking uh, have obtained good results, and it's also an alternative to blood sampling. And and we have some benefits of this new concept, the aggregated sampling. Yeah. I see. see, But okay, uh, how did you think of tones to use those for this purpose? What made you think of that? When a, a farm or a pig is infected with peer virus, this, this pig or group of pigs will start shedding the virus in several uh, body secretions. So it's easy to detect the virus not only from blood, we can detect from saliva, milk, tissues. And why can we use this dissemination capacity of the virus to search alternative uh, to blood sample, like other tissues. And one of these interesting new tissues uh, is the, the tongues, because mm-hmm. in, in tongues we have saliva, we have blood traces, and for example, in stillborn piglets, we have amniotic uh, liquid too. Then it's a good sample to detect viruses like pure virus. And in that sense, it makes it uh, more suitable than, for instance, tails or ears, to name a few? Y- yes, because the main goal of, of us, a sample for monitoring pure virus is that we need a liquid, enough liquid for yeah. carry out a PCR. I and see. also to sequence if we need to perform epidemiological analysis. So we need a good quality fluid to carry out this PCR. And our work group discovered that tongue tips allowed us to obtain a good quality liquid. With tails and ears, it's difficult to obtain enough drainage liquid due to the low exudation of these tissues. I see, I see. So now um, take us on an imaginary uh, visit to, to a farm and let, let us look over your shoulder. Um, how does it work in practice? Can we can we uh, try to visualize things? So for instance, how do you select the carcasses that's suitable for this pr- um, purpose? Um, how long post-mortem do you, do you can you uh, take the tongue tips off? And how do you do that? Where do you store them? Well, I think you get the idea. Yes, well, we need... Uh, one thing, dead animals. Then okay. we, we, we are removing a, 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 a tip of the tongue from these dead animals and we store uh, this. How many tip centimeters? From two to three centimeters. Two, two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tip. And we store in bags in frozen conditions and we can, uh, store in this, in these bags based on batch, site, parity, depending on the golf of the farm and the veterinarians. All the carcasses are uh, suitable for this, this purpose. Mm-hmm. We can, normally, we, the, the, we are taking samples from dead animals during the first 24 hours post-mortem. It's a good, a good, uh, a good um, animal, dead animal yeah. to, to take the samples. Mm-hmm. But, we have, uh, before we started this study, we performed a pre, a pre study and we could detect the, uh, PCR positive results after 
96 hours of the death of the animal. But we recommend to take the tongue tips during the first 24 hours. So, yes. But within the first day, so to say. Yes. Yeah. Now, at the, at the recent European Symposium for Porcine Health Management held in Budapest in, in, uh, in Hungary this May, you also presented about this research. Um, uh, what were the main conclusions you shared with the audience there? And the, the main conclusion is that the use of cascaspars, in this case, tongue tips, to monitor the presence of pill virus in farms, in swine farms, is a suitable method, even in low prevalence scenarios, to detect the presence of a virus from stillborn piglets at the suckling period, or even in nurseries and finishing units. Moreover, the sequences obtained from these samples allow uh, good quality sequences if we want to do some molecular epidemiological studies. Okay, uh, uh, thank you for those. And now, well, obviously, we have a lot of veterinarians listening to, to, to this podcast as well. In case they would be listening, could they apply this kind of uh, approach on any kind of pig? Or is it more so suited to young animals or finishers? As I said, when we need carcasses, the animals, yeah. we need also in the farm a freezer or a fridge, because we recommend to collect and store in these conditions, and it's easy. It, mm, we only we only uh, deep, we only have some limitations, for example, when the mortality rate is low, because we we don't have enough samples to to take the tips. But for example, at that moment or during the suckling period, it is it easy to put into practice because unfortunately we have enough animals mm -hmm. to take samples. For example, at the birth moment we have between 8 and 12% of stillborn piglets and the mortality rate, uh, the per winning mortality in, in the farms, the majority of the farmers between 5 or 15%. Then we have a lot of animals to take samples. In the nurseries and the finishing units, To put into practice this technique uh, depend on the farm size and the mortality rate in these two sites. I see, I see. And, um, well, I'm Dutch, so I'm always asking about money. How much mm. does it cost to do a surveillance baton tip? Uh, you, the, I am Catalan, and here in Spain, Catalan, we are, we are analyzing everything based on the, the cost. Mm -hmm. And take the sample is cheap. Mm -hmm. The 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 farmers usually are doing this this part of the work to take mm -hmm. the sample, and the the lab cost depends on the PCR cost and the number of aggregated samples, aggregated bags you mm -hmm. send to the lab. But compared with other techniques, is 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 cheaper. For example, it's cheaper compared with serum sampling. And maybe the cost is is similar compared with oral fluids. Oh, that is good to hear. Um, I will get back to you a little bit later because we also have some questions that have been sent in by the audience. And for that, I would like to introduce um, our listeners to my colleague, Iris Hoffman, who is also joining us. And she will take care of the questions that have been sent in by the audience. And I think there's quite a few of them. Um, Iris, uh, welcome, and maybe you can say a few words about yourself and then come up with the questions for Jordi. Thank you, Vincent, for the introduction. Yes, um, I'm from the content team 
Um, we are making podcasts and videos and I'm here in the background listening if everything is working well. And I'm also the one who can ask uh, Jordi some questions from the audience. First of all, people would like to know if you would be able to use this method in uh, naive purse farms. Uh, thank you, Iris, for your question, for your presence. It's a good question because we are speaking about unstable or stable farms and what can we do or is it useful for naive farms? Yes, we, for example, we could use this, this technique, tongue tips uh, sampling, to know when we detect the positivity, for example, in a stone, a stillborn piglets for the first time. We have some experiences where we detected positive PCR results in tongue tips of stillborn piglets one or two weeks before the beginning of the outbreak. Thanks to this, we can pinpoint the time of the new interaction on the, of the virus. This is an example, a real example that we can, the, the reason that we can do this technique even in knife farms. Okay, thank you for your answer. I have another question too. Uh, sometimes it could be difficult to sequence oral fluids. What about tongue tips? As I said, if we manage properly tongue tips, we, we will obtain a good quality fluid. And during the first week after the break, even with a low CT value, thanks to these two aspects, it is easy to sequence from tongue tips. Okay, well, thank you for that answer too. Uh, another one, how many tongue tips do we need to collect? We recommend to collect between 30 and 100 tongues because this is the maximum, the maximum capacity in the bag we recommend to, to call with the bag that we recommend to call it. This bag, we recommend a bag with a filter inside because after the thawing of these tongue tips, it is easier to collect the liquid from the, the bottom of the bag. Great. Yes. And I have one last question for you uh, from the audience. Do you aggregate the samples based on age, side, batch, something like that? Uh, for example, in Steelborg Piglets, we usually aggregate on a batch basis. It's it's batch uh, one back, but it depends on the amount of the tongue tips or the mortality or the farm size in each in each batch. For example, if we don't have thirty tongue tips in the bag, we recommend to add the tongue tips from two or more batches. For example, and and the same for in the suckling period and for nurseries. For, for example, we recommend to collect. The, from the dead animals in a period of time. It could be one week, two weeks, or one month based on the, the farm size. Exactly. Well, that were all the questions from the audience. Uh, thank you very much, Jordi. Thank you very much, Iris. And it's a good way to also send a reminder for all our listeners in case they have any questions for future guests, then please send them in and we will be able to use them in our next um, episodes. Um, I'm going back to Jordi now because I also have some questions for, um, well, to, to follow up on the, on the podcast. Um, is the, the tongue tip method, is that suitable for use with other pig viruses as well? Uh, well, 
And if so, which ones would be suitable for that? Uh, yes, uh, currently we are testing other viruses, not mm-hmm. only fear virus in things. For example, it could be useful for monitoring influenza virus mm-hmm. because, as I said, in Intontix fluids, we have some saliva traces. Then we can detect influenza virus from piglets of the nurseries or the finishing units. We also, for example, are detecting PCB2 from uh, samples of stillborn piglets. But in this case, we don't know exactly the importance of the detection in these in this, uh, piglets types. And, and currently, we are trying to put into practice uh, the detection of African swine fever from um, tips in other countries. Mm-hmm. So African swine fever, influenza, PCV2. Oh, yes. That, that all looks, uh, sounds promising. Um, one, uh, a few questions that I, I, I was wondering about. Um, when you make it, when you explain it like this, it sounds like the most obvious thing to do, um, as, as in a great idea. Um, how come that nobody else ever went this way? How many, how come that nobody else, well, kind of thought of this to do, to use tongue tips for, for surveillance? Yes, it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> Maybe because for a long time we have used serum samples as the gold standard sampling technique. We take um, almost 20 years only to, to detect the pure virus from serum samples. As I said, all of which emerged as the first alternative with good results of serum samples. And after the oral fluid, fam- familiar oral fluids, processing fluids. So mm, these new techniques open a new generation of, mm-hmm. of, of sampling techniques based on the concept of aggregated sampling. And this uh, generated the possibility to have new ideas for sampling in farms. And why not mm, sampling dead animals? Mm-hmm. And we store these, these tissues in, in, in frozen conditions, uh, we, we won't decrease the detection capacity of, of PCRs. Mm-hmm. We want to detect viruses. Sometimes great ideas come from simple things like <laughs> this. That's, that's it. But it's like ongoing technology, technological development. Then at some point, you're also able to, de- uh, to develop new things as well. Yeah. Um, well, the million-dollar question is: How are you looking ahead in the future? Or, uh, what do you foresee? What what will happen with this technology? Do you see that it will be uh, widespread? Will it be widely used? What is your estimation? For example, uh, currently in Spain, the majority of vets are using this technique in 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 two sites or in two for monitoring the stability. For example, at the best moment with the tongue tips at of the stillborn piglets. We also also are using for uh, monitor the presence of the virus in cycling period, in mm-hmm. cycling, during the cycling period with the dead animals, uh, the per winning mm, time. But this, this two, these two uh, sample uh, moments, it's useful. We have a lot of, of good experiences to, for monitor. And maybe in the future, we uh, we will uh, increase the series and the finishing units 
that will use this, this sampling technique because sometimes it's, it's more difficult to put into practice because these um, farm times sometimes don't have a freezer to, co- to store these, these, these tips. Sometimes we don't have enough uh, mortality rate. Now we are trying to, to compare the sensitivity uh, with uh, bugs uh, between 5 and 30 tons mm-hmm. to practice in a small size farms, mm-hmm. for example, in farms where we have a low mortality rate. So, and, and, and the other, uh, the other, I think that in the future, we could, uh, understand better what's the meaning of detecting in this fluid PCV2 or influenza virus or, or other viruses. So, uh, in, in summary, I think we will increase the sites where we are using this technique and we can uh, we can increase the, the the diseases and the viruses for monitoring with this technique. Sounds like a very promising future ahead for this technology. Yes, mm. I think because uh, if we when we compare the liquid, for example, from mm-hmm. these tongue tips, is more is similar like the serum. Mm-hmm. Then all the all the, the the diseases that we can detect in the serum. If these diseases uh, is are in 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 blood or also in saliva, mm-hmm. because I, as I mentioned in in tongue tips we have saliva. Mm-hmm. Then, for example, if you want to to monitor uh, influenza virus with PCR, you you are not able to use blood samples because influenza virus uh, doesn't uh, generate a viremia only. Respiratory tissues. Then it could be useful for for this virus and also for monitor not only one virus mm-hmm. in each farm. We can use for monitoring mm, different virus. For example, nice farms when monitor the presence of mm-hmm. flu virus. Also, for example, maybe in the future to detect the presence of uh, mycoplasma or APP mm-hmm. from from saliva. Okie dokie. Well, excellent. Thank you for that. And I think um, on our website, we will also add um, the address where they can, uh, how they could reach you in case uh, veterinarians or any other listener have questions for you. So thank you for that. And thank you for that excellent wrap up. I think that this has been a very intriguing story and I hope that it has inspired a lot of listeners. Um, I would like to thank you for having us on this podcast, Meet the Expert. Um, In the next episode, we will be talking to Professor James Lowe of the University of Illinois in the United States. And our topic then will be about leadership amongst swine veterinarians. So that's something not to miss. Um, For now, I thank the audience for listening. I thank Jordi to be on the podcast. And I also thank Iris to be with me today. And um, hopefully we'll have you back soon on the next podcast. Thank you for listening and goodbye.